Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Brought to you by CornNation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko, joined by the Tripod Intact. Haas Reuters here tonight. Hi, Haas. Hi. Also joining us from the uh, not-quite-great-white north, but the land of uh, 10,000 lakes, he is our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. John, how are you? Oh, it's a great day. It's a beautiful day. It's a wonderful day. I thought... I thought Haas was going to stick his butt up to the camera in the Zoom conference. I was about ready to fall over, collapse. And... Is that why you put your hat on backwards? Well, <laughs> he he's trying. John's going for a youthful look this week. No robe. And like you said, he, he uh, turned his ball cap around. And he's wearing a Snoopy shirt. A Snoopy shirt. Yeah, I don't think I could go for youth if I, you know. I don't know. You know maybe if I killed like a 21-year-old person and took their face and put it over. That's kind of sick. I thought but, you were going to say uh, they killed them for their clothes. And I was going to say, no 21-year-old wears a sneaky shirt. Wait, so quick question from you, esteemed gentleman. Are, are you, Hoss, are you wearing a red shirt? No, I'm wearing a kind of a rust-colored Under Armour shirt. Well, rust is kind of red, right? Yeah, kind of. I think we're all wearing red. How about that? Shades of it. Yeah. Go Big Red. All right, that's our show, everybody. Go Big Red. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you were going to start going into, like, naughty nurse stuff or things like that. <laughs> what are you wearing? I had nurse. Well, that wow. took a very distinctly John turn right there. Ladies and gentlemen, John Johnson. Well, I, you know, I've had my blood pressure taken many times, I can tell you. <laughs> so this uh, whole pandemic thing has us all going a little bit batshit insane, huh? Yeah. A um, little bit, yeah. I don't want to dwell on it. I mean... We've talked about it. What are you not going to dwell on? I feel like we've taken a half hour every week the last eight weeks and talked about the pandemic. Because we were, John, you and I were recording when everything shut down, you know, back in March. uh, The the night that the Huskers uh, ended up in third place in the Big Ten, uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Um, You know, we were recording during that game and and, uh, when... The uh, Utah Jazz player had tested positive for the coronavirus and everything shut down. And and so, look, I get it. There's not a whole lot of sports to talk about. But if if possible, I just don't want to sit here and talk about that for a half hour. This is a pandemic-free zone tonight. Oh, come on. Let's just mention one thing. Come on. Come on. Are we going, can we talk about what uh, the – Knowledge that the, you shared with us, not maybe not the, you know breaking news, but John, you you put up a little uh, six or seven minute episode 
earlier this week about the state of California, uh, you know, essentially shutting down until what, October or, or maybe saying that they're not going to have any students on college campuses and, and how that affects, uh, you know, you've got, uh, USC, which is, you know, a private school, but it's still, um, I, I think maybe it's part of the, uh, no, no, no. Okay. So USC theoretically no, could no, still play. It's just Fresno state, San Jose state, and San Diego state three affected by college football. Yeah. Not UCLA, not Cal, no. Stanford. No, no. Nope. Nope. So none of none of the Power Five schools. None of the big ones. Right. Okay. Well, now I feel like State, Fullerton, Long Beach State University. Well, now uh, I feel foolish. Either of which have football programs. So. <laughs> well, right. that's the thing is, is having not having not uh, not knowing the nuts and bolts of this, you know. And, and John, you were you and I were putting the uh, post together on Coronation last night, and I chose a picture purposefully of one of the more recognizable. <laughs> Program. So I did. I did a UCLA. UCLA. Yes. And apparently they're not even affected. So okay, never mind. Um, that doesn't affect. I did see that. Uh, Colin Cowherd tweeted out that USC and Alabama to open the season is probably not gonna (laughs) on USC's part. I would guess not. I mean, let's be Alabama. Does anybody give a shit if the Pac-12 plays football this year? Not really, except it's no. Pac-12 after dark is my guilty pleasure on Saturday. Well, that that is true. That is true. You know, you like to watch Golden Girls. I like to watch Pac-12 after dark. You know. Hey, you are missing out if you're not taking in some Matlock on a Saturday night. <laughs> B. Arthur. Okay. Uh, hey, the other thing we got to bring up is the other thing we got to bring up is that apparently Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled their lockdown unconstitutional or illegal or some damn thing. And the moment they did that, all of the locals in Wisconsin opened up all over the place and people flocked to their local bars and they're all full of I people. Drinking. I saw that on the news this morning. Guys sitting in the bar going, had to, be, had to get that first drink. I love that state. I really do. I, you know, I've done a lot of. I mean, they probably grow up putting beer on over their weedies, don't they? They put what? Beer on their weedies. Yeah. They they probably grow up putting beer over their weedies in the morning. That'd be the waste of beer. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably like old mill. (laughs) You know, I've done a lot of work in that state over the years, and I have to say that uh, they're a group of happy people. Never been. I was. I, I've been to Wisconsin. Never been to Minnesota either. Can I tell you all about my trip to Wisconsin years ago? Yeah, go ahead, Greg. It was a year of our Lord two thousand one, and was on a, uh, a school trip to Freeport, Illinois. And I don't know now without looking at a map where Freeport, Illinois is. Although it's north, I think it's due west, or maybe even a little bit north. West of Chicago, more central of the state. Greatest city on earth. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, we were close enough to the Wisconsin border that our, you know, teacher, advisor, whatever you want to call it, said, hey, you guys want to go to Wisconsin? Sure. We're not going back to school anyway. It's a seven-hour drive back. So we drove to Wisconsin. A bunch of college kids got out, had our picture taken by the Welcome to Wisconsin sign. And the next available opportunity, we turned around and went back to Illinois. That's my story about how I went to Wisconsin. 
So you didn't stop at a gas station? No. So you didn't see, like, if the if what Opalini said was true, that the women have scraggly beards in Wisconsin? Uh, I think the statute of limitations has passed. We used that turnaround on the interstate that's for emergency vehicles only ah. and got the hell out of Dodge. Pro move. So I did. John, you look really disgusted right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, come on, Wisconsin's a fine state for fine people. I'd like well, to make I've never been there. You I, know, I, I wish never we could kick the shit out of them next year or this year, and the next time we play them in football, make them all weep, stomp them. So, well, speaking of playing Big Ten foes, I just want to bring this up. The SEC is exploring doing home and home, a home and home series between conference teams. If not every conference team can play. So let's say that happens in the Big Ten. What if we were playing Iowa twice in a season or Wisconsin twice in a season? Now, beating Iowa once in a season would be cause for celebration because we haven't been for five years. Beating them twice in a season would be cause for storming down the 72nd Dodge and never shutting up about it to every Iowa fan everywhere. If we beat Wisconsin twice in a season, you would know the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> This it hasn't happened. Different. It hasn't happened since the iPhone four was the newest fucking phone on the market. Hey, wait a minute, I'm checking. You mean? Oh no, I, I've got the six. We're okay. Twelve. Oh. Try not to think of these things. The so years all run together when you get old. I know? think I was at that. I was at that game in 2012. Damn, that seems like a long time ago. Well, at this point, February seems like 18 years ago. So. The month of March was awful. I mean, I got a haircut today for the first time in two months. I've never walked out of getting my haircut feeling so good in my entire life. Well, Hoss, like Andy Dufresne standing out in the rain. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the topic of, of schedules because, this, I, you know, John, you were laughing at me in the Slack chat room in, in our, our five heart chat because I said, hold on, let me. Let me pull up some of these topics we didn't get to last week when we went on a Marvel conversation that lasted too long. Uh, but one of those was ideas for, you know, if you condense, if you have to condense the football season, I think, and, and you know, chop me off at the knees if you think I'm wrong here, but just getting rid of the non-con. You know, I mean. It's it, not ideal because you always want more football. It's such a short season, but it's. More ideal than no football at all. Well, and that's know? what I'm saying. I mean, we're, or maybe add one more conference game so you're playing a ten game season. But we're, I mean, look, this is we're we're in the middle of May. We haven't had sports for going on eight weeks. Uh, Major League Baseball hasn't started yet. There's still hockey, you know, and NBA to to be played. Uh, Baseball's not a real sport. I, I digress. Um, we're we're talking about you know. The, if, if you can't start it in the normal time, but you still want to end it at the normal time, the, the only thing you can do, it's, it's either this or you get rid of, you know, a chunk of the bowl games and you push back the, the conference championship till Christmas week. And then you have, you know, two weeks of bowl games instead of four weeks of bowl games, uh, you know, and try to get some more, you know, you know, put, put the season off a little bit. But I... I don't hate the idea. Look, I 
I don't like the idea like of the NFL doing the home and home. Well, yeah, but but I don't I don't I don't like the idea of like like you said, Hoss, of losing football uh, or losing no. you know some games, you know, not having a complete season. But it's a little bit more palatable if you just like okay, well, we don't need these non conference games. Um, and to your what you mentioned earlier, Hoss, I I don't know if I'd want to play the same team twice. There are 14 teams in the Big Ten, and certainly there's got to be a way to figure it out to where you can play, you know, have more games against different opponents rather than doubling up on some of your division rivals. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I, I see what you mean, but you got to also consider how big the geographic area of the Big Ten is. You know, you got New Jersey and East Maryland, um, Michigan, Ohio have been hot spots with the whole coronavirus pandemic, even though Ohio is rapidly moving to open stuff back up. Um, but I thought it was an interesting thing that the SEC is exploring doing the home and home series amongst uh, conference foes. I'd, I'd be interested for anything that the I mean, SEC beating has. Iowa twice in a season. Oh, I know you, you darn near filled a cup. Uh, yeah. But what about three out of five? Now you're getting good. Three out of five, John. best three out of five. John, go go take your Mickey Mouse Donald Duck hat and turn it backwards <laughs> so I ain't got to see those goofy fucks. Yeah, turn your hat backwards, John. We like cool jobs. <laughs> hey, this is uh, – okay, there you go. This is my dad hat that I wear when I'm shooting photography. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say shooting guns, <laughs> which I was going to say. I, very, very I'll, I'll tell you this, Hoss. On the country at Targets. I'm in favor of any SEC schedule that – doesn't allow Alabama to play Mercer or Citadel the week before the Iron Bowl. You know? Dilly dilly. That's not even a thing, especially with that beer where you're uh, mixing your metaphors, but okay, I know. I just sure. had to, you know, I had to take that one dig, you know. It's been, it's been a while. You, you, you know what I hate, and then you keep, you know, like oh, yeah. digging, digging in well, it. Bud Light is the worst beer, period. Amen. I agree. On the planet. It, I well, drank it a couple weeks ago. I was over at a friend's house. And I don't get headaches. At the end of the night, I came down with a migraine headache. First one of my entire life. I attribute it to the Bud Light. I, we, we have a, a local brewery here in, in town. It's called 4204 Main Street Brewery. I've repped uh, their beers on the show before. And this past Saturday, I placed the carryout order for, it's like a, it was a pound of brisket with uh, uh, cheesy red potatoes baked beans, and first of all, it was all fantastic. And I, I had a couple of growlers that I went up there and got refilled, and I also bought a six-pack of their uh, off-duty American lager, which they're calling 10-4, like 10-4, uh, 1042, and that was all by donation. So I'm adding like a real nice extra donation on my, uh, on my tip line there because uh, all proceeds of the off-duty American lager go to first responders. Uh, so try to help them out. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I just want to know because that meal sounded delicious. It was. That, that's in Belleville. Come see me anytime. We'll go. All right. All right. You know, if I would have gotten into Illinois state, it would have stopped over. But yeah, let's last. talk about that. Cause we, we, we sent out a, a special congratulatory uh, message last week on the show. John, you know that we yeah. are in the presence of, the newest Husker. 
Well, that is a that is a big congratulations thing. Yeah, did, you. did you catch all the enthusiasm I'm he had? I got, I'm shocked I got in. I'm not. Why are you shocked you got in? Because, you know, I mean, I got waitlisted by Illinois State for a sports management graduate program, and then I applied to UNL, and I had the grades and the recommendations, but I applied for educational psychology, and boom, got in. You know what it was. Uh, you know what it was. You know what got you over the top. John the Five Heart Johnson. Podcast. Some fucking guy that wrote wrote an incredible letter of recommendation for you got you over the top. You know that. You know. You know what, John? I'm in the process. I was in the process today of starting sending out emails to my recommenders and got one of my professors sent. You know, sent them a letter of thank you. But instead of doing an email, I'm going to say this to you right now. John, I want to thank you very much. No sarcasm whatsoever. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for the recommendation. It means a lot to me. Um, the first step to the rest of my goals, you know, it's been a plan for three years to go to graduate school, and you were a big part of that. Thank you. Well, you know, when you, you're you welcome. And uh, I'd, I'd say that when you get to be old and crusty like I am, I think that you you need to help people out on, on the way because people helped you up. Uh, you know, there were people in my hometown that helped me, mostly uh, mostly Officer Ken Wolf, who actually didn't arrest me most of the times <laughs> that he could have. <laughs> people Shout in my hometown listening to this will go, yeah, that's probably true. He could have God put you away so many times and he just took you home. <clears throat> But, you know, you remember those people along the way and you kind of look back and you go, I need to do something. Plus, I will say that one of the goals I have for coordination, I mean, one of the things is to help people get started in writing or get started in whatever they want to do, get into media, figure out that they actually probably are never going to make money in journalism. So they should find something else to do with their lives. (laughs) Well, you know, I'll say this when. You know, it's funny because mentioning this now, because I saw a screenshot of a conversation, Brian, that I took in Slack chat a few years ago. But when Brian DM me on Twitter, you know, four years ago when I was just starting out at UNO, going back to school, I thought I knew football. I thought I had a really good understanding of the game. Writing for Coronation and having to figure out how to take what I know and teach it to other people and through those articles really showed me how little I actually knew about the game and forced me to continue to do more research, watch more film, you know, go to clinics, just constantly, you know, expand the knowledge. So coordination is a big part of this. It really is. You know, that's kind of what gave me that outlet to, you know, not only get my edge. Well, I got my education, you know, but, coordination was the football component to an undergraduate degree at a place that doesn't have football. Cool. Coordination. All right. Good for you. Thank you, John. Now you can, now you can uh, teach us about educational psychology. Well, you know, I'm going to send a bunch of forms and questionnaires to you. You're going to be my case study for my thesis. (laughs) I don't know what I can provide, but I volunteer for tribute. Sounds good. You're going to be the proctor. Oh Lord, uh, you should make that, me like the uh, that, what? Is, what is it in any in any test? Do you, you have like the uh, the base? Like like uh, is that the right word? I'm the control group. I'm the control. Yeah, 
Thank you. Shut up, John. I see that look you're giving. Yeah, me. John, I'll send you IQ Doctor? test in the mail for you to fill out. Oh, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. What if you had like a what if you had like an IQ of like 160? <laughs> what if I do? I haven't done very well with it, have I? Well, you know, it's you know, genius comes in all shapes and sizes. It does. Yes. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to officially being a Husker. Been one since birth, but now it's I'll have, I'll be paying lots of money each year to the University of Nebraska and getting a diploma from them in two years. So you know what you can you you know what you can do after this when you write your articles you can say we from now on. Oh, fine. I, I I've been I'll, I'll be welcomed into the club finally. Exactly. Remember, I had a tenth grade English teacher who got mad at me because I referred to Nebraska football in conversation as we. And she's like, "Do you say we even after Nebraska loses?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." And then it got me thinking whether I did or not. If when we lost, <laughs> I would say they. Like, Those <laughs> bastards. So, so <laughs> this is after lost Iowa yeah. again. They fumbled on third and three against Texas. Right. There's none. This is this is an important. Statement. This might be the most important thing that I say all episode. Hoss, your first assignment at the University of Nebraska is to get the student section moved back down by the field. Well, you know, I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, I might be pretty busy with you know research labs and, but I'll I'll see. My, 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 I bet that Bill Moose is, would be uh, very on board with the notion of getting the rowdy, rowdy student section back down by the field because it seems to fit his personality more than the AD who moved the student section up into uh, God's country. Tom Osborne? I know. He just, yeah, he, you, you know, know and, and look, we all love Dr. Tom. I'm, I'm not saying anything disparaging. He just didn't. His personality is not the one of the, you know, we're going to get in your face. We're going to probably say a few unnice things from time to time, and we're going to try to be disruptive. He was just going to be like, well, we're just going to beat you, but we're going to beat you this way. The students, eh, they're okay. We'll just put them over there. More of an embarrassment right now. You know, it would have been, if if I went to college traditionally, speaking of student sections, it would have been the fall of 2009. But I had a friend I graduated high school with who had student tickets to the 09 Oklahoma game who didn't want to go. So him and a few others sold me and my friends their tickets. And me and my friends had shirts on with a certain phrase um, about Oklahoma that was preceded by a four-letter word. And uh, it was a big hit with a lot of Oscar fans. And even some Sooner fans thought it was fun. It said but good luck, Tom Oklahoma, Osborne didn't it? probably would not have been happy about it. Did it say good luck, Oklahoma? Something along those lines. Yeah. Probably rhymed with yeah, luck. We're, yeah, hey, Nebraska. Welcome to Nebraska. Nicest place you can ever be. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to – if you're going to have the student section that's down by the field, I think you, you've you got to have some discretion because that's going to be picked up by the camera crews a lot more than where oh. it is. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. With, I'll tell you, I, I rolled into Iowa City in 2016 for the Nebraska-Iowa game that year. They had the bed sheets hanging from uh, 
frat houses along Greek Row there next to Forest Evashevsky Drive with some phrases about Nebraska on it. And I kind of was righteously indignant there for a second. And then I realized oh, hell, I don't have a shirt about Oklahoma. So I'm at home. And it's all all in good fun in college sports. Is it, though? I don't take offense when I see an Iowa fan. Okay. I take offense when I see an Iowa fan wearing a shirt that says something about Nebraska with a four-letter word and doing my best not to cuss on this podcast. And um, Why? But at the same time, that's called – I don't know. Maybe I, don't I, know, maybe I, I have I, a professional reputation. I just get offended when I see an Iowa okay. fan. Okay. Oh, I yeah. wanna, you know, when you're in Wisconsin, when you're in Madison and the students come up to you and they say, fuck Nebraska, it's a greeting. It's not a challenge. And that is the problem that a lot of people have as they see it as a challenge or like some kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, I want to fight. You know, I want to fight you. No, it's it's just a greeting. Yeah. No. I, I, like I said, I've said it about – I've probably said it about every team we've ever played since I've been a fan of Husker football. I don't take too much offense to it. I really don't. It's like, yeah, well, to quote Jeff Bridges from the Big Lebowski, well, yeah, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, uh, a a good friend of mine who is on our site and has been on our podcast and been on our Zoom calls sent me 34 pages worth of stories about me and him together, like through college and our lives. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought that look on your face, Greg. I thought, oh, my God, this is oh. this is uh, obviously a little. You better, well, put, that really this, you better put that in a lockbox and have an affidavit signed. But we went to the 2014 Wisconsin game together, and he recalls that after that game, I was going up to Wisconsin fans and pleading with them to punch me in the face. <laughs> John, you can't. I don't remember actually asking anybody to punch me in the face, but I did implore some of them to swear at me and demean me and tell me I wasn't worthwhile as a person after watching John. Melvin Gordon run for an NCAA record in three quarters. And John, this is a judgment-free zone. If you're into shame and humiliation is what gets your goat. Okay. I, I, re I do remember one of them looking at me and saying, we don't make fun of other teams' fans here, sir. And I'm like, you fucking bastard. You, you, you son of a bitch. You won't even – you feel sorry for me. I hate well, you. When I was in Iowa City in 2016, I'm sitting there as the final seconds are kicking down and we're getting beat 40 to 10. And I'm there with another Nebraska fan and then an Iowa fan. And as I'm sitting there, I probably look like my dog just got hit by a car because, like, Iowa fans are going, filing to the aisle in front of me. And they're stopping, like, kind of patting me on the leg. And they're like, hey, sorry about that one, man. Like, you have a safe drive home. Then when I was at the Vine – restaurant in downtown Iowa City, Iowa fans were buying us beers and I'm just like, I don't I don't want your pity. I don't I don't want your favor. Like I just wanted to win the damn game. That's what it's, uh, it, you know that, it's that was when I knew I hit rock bottom. It it is the absolute worst thing when the opposing team's fans start to pity you. It's it's just the shittiest feeling in the world. I don't because of because of my limited experience of going to live games, I don't like crocodile have, tears. I don't have the, you know, like the in-person 
uh, interactions like that. But, you know, if I'll get text messages and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a Husker game or after a Steelers game, I'll get text messages from friends of mine and be like, like even my, my dad, oh, if, you know, if the Huskers play poorly on Saturday, I see my mom and dad at church on Sunday and my dad would be like, yeah, I, I just had to turn it off after the third quarter. I'm like, I didn't. He's like, why? I said, because I got to talk about the damn thing. <laughs> oh, I've sat through some deep. I've sat through some beatdowns before, like if I'm at a watch party with friends and people kind of, you know, get sick of watching it and they'll go do something else. And I've had people come up to me and they're like, you can quit watching it now. It's like, no, no, I can't. Like, I, I'm I got to hold the line. I, I'm like hate watching it at, at, at that point. Sometimes back like 2013, 2014, and not so much the past years because I think there's that optimism still, of, you know the new coaching staff, Frost staff, I would get so sarcastic, like watching the Melvin Gordon game. I would get so sarcastic. And there's like Henry Winkler watching film in the water boy. Oh, and he runs back the kickoff and he drops it. And he has enough time to pick it back up before any of us notice, you know, I would, it was my way of coping through the the pain. Well, what we're going to do right now, go ahead, John. I, I have one more. Okay. They, the absolute worst thing that can actually happen is, uh, like, I believe it was Texas Tech that beat Bill Callahan's team 70 to 31, beat us. That, that 70 Ooh. to 31 game. <clears throat> yeah, Sat through every that, minute of that. Toward like, uh, toward like the middle of the third to fourth quarter, I, I got it. We were watching this at a friend's house and I got up to get a beer and my wife said magic words. She said, You don't need another beer <laughs> it's not, you know it was it's you know, not pretty you know. and i had to pay for the response i gave her for a, a very long time and i'm glad that i'm downstairs doing this podcast and she's way upstairs if you can't hear me because i'd have to pay for it all over again <laughs> needless to say i got another beer and i had to find my own way home and we're just going, what were you going to say, Greg, that we were going to actually do something? I was going to say we're going to take a, a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to explore just a couple of what-if scenarios. Uh, and we're just going to talk uh, after that about what pisses us off. We've, we've already uh, established some of those, but we're going to revisit that. And uh, we will be right back to the Five Heart Podcast here on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahochko, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston. The tripod is here. You know, I had an experience earlier this week that was very Ron Swanson-like. I'd like to share with you, gentlemen. You have the floor. All right. So Wednesday night for dinner, we did BLTs. And so for for those of you who are uh, unaware, a BLT is a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. I say that. Who the be- fuck doesn't know? <laughs> that's that's you know. <laughs> I also uh, all you people that just screwed up on the earth. <laughs> it, it, I'm sure everybody since 1890 knows what the BLT is. Right? No, I know, but it, it's the same. I get the same joy out of explaining simple things like, like that, like I do saying, "Kids, back in the day, we had these things called VCRs." 
and it doesn't matter that no, none of my listening audience on any of my podcasts is you know young enough to not know what a VCR is. It, it's it's a simple pleasure for me, John. Why can't I, why are you trying to take that from me? I'm sorry. I just okay. I'll, I'll put my phone on mute and I'll just sit back here and I'll say tomato over and over. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was easy. It was easily a pound of bacon that we cooked up. I say we. It was really my wife, and uh, I think she had one BLT sandwich, and I had the rest of the bacon. Oh boy, BLT sandwich! I had four BLTs. (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) How's your gout? (laughs) (laughs) I I drink a lot of water. So it's okay. Good, good. Well, you work for Aquafina, you know, so. No, I don't. I probably would have better uh, benefits. Uh, think, think different type. Of, anyway, uh, Deja Vu. You're funny. Pepsi, Coke. <laughs> and hey, with any luck uh, and, and some thoughts and prayers, maybe I won't be there that much longer. So, who knows? Uh, we'll know more this weekend after I probably fail a test, but hopefully I pass. Do or do not. There is no fail. No, it's do or do not. There is no try. I know. It was a plan on words. So anyway, this is What If Week on uh, SB Nation. Last week was Marvel Week. Um, I can't imagine what next week's going to be. John is, is a uh, uh, site runner, so he probably has that information about what next week is. But this is What If Week, and we have been periodically dropping some What If scenarios that are Husker-related uh, on Coronation with some Extensive write-ups, and uh, uh, I just want to know your guys' takes on what if we move the student section back where it rightfully belongs, damn it. Right behind the opponent's bench? That's a good place for it. Yeah. What if? What What yeah. happens? What happens then, Hoss? When you are, when uh, you are, well, when you are the captain of the uh, boneyard... I'm not that big of a nerd. You are. Nah. I'll be doing something else. I hope so. I, I hope you're. You know, I, I hope you're much say, closer to the action. I would say that if they actually move the student section, that that would be a sign that there are other significant changes going on as part of the game day event that is Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. One of those things being the selling of alcohol at Memorial Stadium. I think that that's going to almost have to be a must, isn't it? The student section would require... What's that? I, it, based on the potential uh, lost revenue, aren't they almost going to have to go to you know, alcohol sales to try to recoup some of those losses? I, no, that's a lot of legal. I think you underestimate the university. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's that. I mean, Minnesota does it. Other stadiums do it. Other college universities do well, it. Other stadiums do it, but you know, I, I mean, legal hoops in the in the sense that if alcohol sales were to be introduced for Memorial Stadium, you would have to figure there'd be a pretty large contingent of people who would be opposed to it. 
Oh yeah, yeah, but there are also yeah, a pretty I large contingent that. of people who are opposed to pe- you know fans standing up in front of them to cheer on a play. Oh, so, oh, yeah. and, and I mean, you know, I, I, I hate. Would, I think it would be good. I, I I would love to see alcohol served at Memorial Stadium. Um, when I was in Boulder for the Nebraska Colorado game this year, they probably loved how much money was spent on beer by Husker fans, and I think that'd be a good revenue stream for the university for the athletic department. Um, the only thing that I would have some concerns with is there were a lot of Husker fans in Boulder that were overserved, and coincidentally, they got pretty belligerent, or they just got really stupid. I'm talking like eyes look like two pistols drilled in the snow. They were just out, of, not even on this planet anymore. <laughs> Go ahead, John. You know we didn't have those hot. We didn't have those hosses in the past few weeks. Two piss holes drilled in the snow. Yeah. Okay. No, man of many words. Uh, Phrases. And, and look, I don't, I don't ever want to be that guy. Um, but at some point, the, you know, game-going population that is likely against alcohol sales in the stadium, against, you know, fans standing up in front of them, uh, against loud music, you know, everything they're going to, I'm going to say this politely age out, you know? Um, yeah. but you know, so you, you only have to, and this sounds really worse than I'm intending it, but, but you are, look, the, I think college sports should be live. College sporting events should be a, you know, a, a crowd with a lot of turnover. You know what I mean? Like there should be a lot of, you know, the, the, there should be 10, especially in a, you know, venue, a stadium, the size of Memorial stadium, there should be thousands of seats that, you know, are resold on a yearly basis. You know what I mean? Like, and, and maybe I, I, maybe that's not how it works because that's not how it, it can work in any successful you know, college football program. That's why you have, you know, the, the dynasty, you know, chairs and things like that. And people who've had the same seat or the same season ticket for 40 years. But I, I feel like you have to have some of that population turnover at, you know, and not just Memorial stadium, but PBA, but you know, in all, in all sports, in all sporting events. Okay, let me let me explain to you that. about getting all. Okay, Here, you talked about aging out. Okay, well that just means that a new group of people are going to age in, and what that means is all them people that are like thirty five and all like we're more smart than them boomer sons of bitches, and we're just we're waiting for them to all go die, and then we'll take over, and shit will be the same because they'll become the same grouchy old fucking people that they hated before that's how it works it, everybody that's young says oh i'm never gonna do that and then they turn into their dad so you know age out and age well, like, in, and um, then they get used to woody harrelson says woody harrelson says it in true detective season one to an old guy he goes because the old guy was saying that the world's going to shit because you know, I bet every old man since the history, since the beginning of time, said that old men die and the world keeps spinning. It's just, it's cyclical. It you become yes, your grumpy. Yeah, every old man. 
I mean, and here's the thing. I'm already grumpy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not even 40 yet. Every, but, you know, again, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm not what, John? I'm Did never Geritol, Greg. I don't. I don't need Geritol. No, I need. I need no, a lot no, of things. None of my family is here to contradict this. No. Okay, what? you got another what if scenario? You dung heap shit thing. No, not if you're going to be <laughs> like that about it. I can probably come up with one <laughs> off on the fly. Yeah. Jack wagon. All right. I, I can. What if? I can. What? What if? Go ahead, Hoss. Nebraska had beaten Iowa for the past two years by blocking their last second field goal attempts. Ooh. I what feel if instead much of sitting here losing five in a row to Iowa, we have beaten them two years in a row because we blocked their end of game, you know, two seconds left field goals. That's nasty. I like It'd it. Pretty good, wouldn't it? I yes, you still have that contingent of the of the fan what base. If, what if Terrence? Say that again, John. John? What if Matt Brown? John, you're breaking up. Everything's really choppy here all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm blaming John. I know. My kids John, are consuming. But no, I, I want to go and, and talk about what. What if Mac Brown didn't get his MTV? No, I, we'll get to that, John. But what I want if to, Mac I, Brown gets hired in 97? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> no. Um, no, I want, to, I want to talk about the uh, what if that Haas proposed. <laughs> because I guarantee you're still going to have that uh, portion of the fan base that's going to be disappointed that it came down to a block field goal as time expired, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, you know. I mean, you feel good about it. We going bowling last year. Sure. That's a cause for celebration. No, and, and and no, I'd I'd be happy because yeah. again we get the win. Well, one the, thing you wouldn't have the climate in Omaha. The climate in Omaha in relation to the Nebraska Iowa rivalry. That's it's taking a lot of people want to say it's not a rivalry. It's taking on the significance of a rivalry, like and not just like yeah, it's a rival. I'm talking like it's. I think it's surpassing Nebraska Missouri. The hatred between Nebraska and Mizzou in the late 2000s. Um, it's, it's never, it's not up to Oklahoma, obviously. It might not ever be to that level, but this is kind of a new brand of rivalry where the two fan bases just don't like each other, even though the coaches are relatively collegial to one another, Frost and Ferentz, you know, but Omaha's the 38th parallel of this thing and people, People are crowing back and forth constantly. Nebraska and Iowa fans, you know, grocery stores, bars, gas stations, you name it, just department stores. So, if we would have, if we if we had won the past two years by blocking their field goals, that would have been one some nice notches on our belt, and number two, the bragging rights would be pretty good. Oh sure, don't get me wrong. I think that you know. I, I for one would be a fan because you don't have very many ways, you know, to win a game that are more, you know, to to make 
the opposition feel more defeated than a blocked field goal. You know, I mean, those are yeah, – It sucks. Those are just – Blocked field goals. Yeah, those are gut punches. And so I'd have been tickled. Like I, At this point, you know, I'm, I'm not picky enough to, to care how we win. You know, I don't care if yeah. we score a And safety. I don't think a lot of people would be picky just because of the fact that we're, we're outgunned the past two years against them. We still managed to play it within a field goal both years. Right, and, and I agree, most people. But I do think there's still that contingent that would be like, how did we – you know, almost lose to Iowa in this case. You know, how did how did it come down to a blocked field goal? You know, but you're right. Or the guy who thinks it's 1995 still. Oh, yeah. Hey, but you're right. To do it once would suck for Iowa. To do it two years in a row, I just – I would be sitting back like uh, Dr. Evil just going <laughs> – Do you know how many jokes there would be about Iowa field goal kickers if that happened? You know, like that. When T.O. lost his seven straight bowl games or whatever yeah. it was. You know, the why does Tom Osborne eat cereal out of a off a plate because he's afraid of the bowl, you know. So, yeah. There'd be a lot of jokes. Good old clean jokes. Oh, of course. The, the, the only the best type of jokes between Nebraska and Iowa fans. Yes. All right, John, you proposed what if Mac Brown doesn't get his second? Yes. <laughs> I think we're still in the Big 12. You think so? Yeah, I think we – you know what? Honestly, I think we were so starved for success even back then that we would have taken that and we just would have been like, yeah, all's well here. We we got our once – you know, not our once second. We got our Big 12 championship. We're going to the Fiesta Bowl. Let's say Indomitian – what if? What if Indomitian Sioux blocks the Texas field goal? Uh, I mean, hijack that one from Heisman. I would have to think he'd win the Heisman, but in the vein like Mac Brown doesn't get that one second. I think I really do think we're in the Big Twelve still. Really? Yeah, I really do because I know that like people always say Nebraska is a Big Ten campus. It, it's more culturally, you know, a Big Ten school than it ever was a Big Eight or a Big Twelve school. But I think we would have been content to stick around and maybe feel like the, you know, tide was changing in regards to Texas. Oh my God, you're out of your mind. I really think it was a little bit of a reactionary, knee-jerk decision to leave for the Big Ten. I don't because disagree with that. I think realize- there was not a lot. There, there was hardly any talk about the Big Twelve's instability until after that. I, if I recall correctly, the old website, collegefootballnews.com, it was like a day after that Big 12 title game where it talked about the Big 10 was looking for a 12th member. I think it was a little, I think it might have been a little bit of a reactionary decision. I think it was a damn good decision to leave the Big 10. All of our misfortunes since then is not tied because into because we joined the Big 10. Most of our misfortune is, if not all, is because of the fact that we, we made some wrong decisions as a program. I also think that if Nebraska, I mean, if you, you were, realize the Big Twelve is the only, that. what's that, John? What you said the Big Twelve is the only what? Man, my internet is sucking tonight. Really? You realize the Big Twelve is, 
is the only major conference without a TV network. Well, they got the uh, Longhorn Network, so, you know. Yeah, I do. But at the time, the Big Ten Network was the only one with a TV deal. I'm not saying by any means that it was the wrong decision to go to the Big Ten. I think it was the right decision 100%. But I just think that we may have been more inclined to stick around the Big 12 had Matt Brown not gotten that one second. I also think, and and uh, so wow, that's kind of a way of saying maybe it's good. We just lost John. Where'd John go? Probably upstairs right, to yell at all the kids and grandkids. Full, to... full state funeral. Yeah. <laughs> um. Here's the thing. While while he's away, I also. <laughs> Uh, and, and correct me if I'm, or, or don't, not necessarily correct me if I'm wrong, but tell me if you think I'm, I'm, uh, off base. I think that if Nebraska is still in the Big 12, Missouri and Colorado are still in the Big 12. I think Colorado would have bolted, but I think Missouri would have stayed. Because Colorado talked about joining the Pac 10 all the way back in like the early 90s. Oh, okay. Welcome back, John. I think we lost John for good. <laughs> is it any better? It is for now. Yes. Did you yell at everyone in your house? <laughs> no, that would require me to leave my little room that I live in now. Well, we can't have that, can we? My wife, COVID, my, huh? my wife made the uh, <laughs> accusation that I'm a creature of convenience. And, uh, like, I don't know, she asked me to do something or, or, uh, and, and I said, I don't know, that's not really, you know, she's like, what, convenient? I'm like, yeah, that's not really convenient for me. She said, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> so she kind of shamed me into doing whatever it was that she was asking to do. So it's all right. Sometimes, you know, when you, when you're in a, uh, relationship, you need to. Mahachko bringing the heat. She does. She does. That's all right. Keeps, keeps me honest. Keeps me, uh, on my toes. There, there is the big. There's the big what if. What's the big what if, John? What if Bob Devaney would have never came to Nebraska? I think we would have got there eventually. Maybe we'd be like FCS. No, it's not Kikari. Because I, I think when you realize, when you go back to, uh, you know, Devaney coming to Nebraska, he turned that team around fairly quickly. So I think it was that we had decent players when Devaney showed up. We just didn't have the right coaching staff in place. Yeah. But, um, there. I mean, what, Devaney played for a national championship against Arkansas in his third season? Really? I think so, yes. Yes, 1965. I think, I think that that's the granddaddy of the what-ifs right there. Matt Brown wrote about it in his what-if book. But, oh, oh, SB Nation, Matt Brown. Yes. Former SB Nation, Matt Brown. <laughs> Met him once. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if Bob Devaney doesn't show up, then we're never, I didn't, potentially never, you know, there's a never lot. Never on in the there. national scene? I, you know, that's a that's a good argument, I mean, to, to have. I mean, it'd be, you know, that's a, that's a six-pack, 12-pack beer argument right there. Correct me if I'm wrong, John. But you have had 
Matt Brown on your post-life crisis episode in the past. And didn't he get into a little bit of his rationale about uh, about that particular what if that somebody could possibly find in the archives? We we did not. Oh, we didn't oh, talk shit, about that. We talked about uh, really highfalutin things like name, image, and likeness or something. Well, why didn't you get Matt on the on the line for this week's episode? We would have loved to have expanded on that topic. Because I'm a poor planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are, John. You're a terrible burden on your... I don't know where I was going. <laughs> All right, so uh, we do... We are we are uh, mixing up, trying a few different things here on the Five Heart Podcast. And, and one of the things that I uh, floated out there a couple weeks ago was hashtag Ask John. Because as we all know, John is the uh, elder statesman founder and fearless leader of coordination he's uh lived through it all seen it and done it all and has the pictures to prove it and our friends at of bangerangs and daggers asked the question for john john what was it like living through the bubonic plague compared to the current pandemic okay well, when you were in the bubonic plague, what you did was you picked a group of people and you blamed them for bringing evil into your into your community, and then you burned them alive. So the only difference it's, now is we're not burning people alive? Well, you know, I mean, we, we seem to be more civilized, although, you know, we could just go into Iowa and, you know, select some people and, yeah. You say civilized, um, John, but have you been I, on you Twitter know, John, recently? John, I... Hmm. I think I think that happened a few times in the course of world history over the 20th century, where people went into somewhere and blamed them for their problems. And, I see where Haas is going with this. It's probably best yeah. that yeah. Uh, <laughs> just shut up. So, let, let, <laughs> well, it's he, the 5G towers, obviously. So we could blame the five G towers and then just burn them fucking things, right? Talk to me about that because I've only heard it, but I don't know what the conspiracy is about the five G towers. Okay, well here here's the thing that any radio, any frequency, any radio frequency uh, emits a certain amount of radiation. Okay, fact. Okay, so the idea that 5G is supposed to be this great expanded technology and provide massive amounts of more connections and bandwidth, uh, people have this idea that it is also going to have a higher uh, probability that it will cause health problems, including cancer, through, you know, through human beings. So uh, I actually work with people who do... <clears throat> Well, they do wireless. They do towers. They do backhaul, what's called backhaul communications. Uh, you know, I, I have a, a decent amount of experience of wireless stuff myself. I mean, it's it's the whole 5G thing is, you know what it is? If you take it seriously, uh, it's sad. But if you look at it kind of like this is kind of funny, kind of like the earth is flat, then it's really kind of well, it's kind of funny because I can't believe that anybody would actually take that stuff seriously. But, you know, they do. All right. Should I go back to the bubonic plague thing? Yeah, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe put a bow on that one because you've lost a lot of people. <laughs> I've lost a lot of people. Okay. Well, that's what happened. 
I wanted to say this, that you one thing that's similar about the bubonic plague to now is everybody was sure that they had really good science. I want you to think about that for a minute. Yes. Okay. Every generation that lives upon the earth think that, thinks they're the, the cat's meow. They think they're the shit. And they, you know, when we look backwards, we look back to the people who lived in the bubonic plague and go, they didn't even know what germs were. They, you know what I mean? You look back a hundred years, they didn't have penicillin, right? They didn't have a, they didn't have near the amount of like immunology, epidemiology, all this stuff that we have now. But really nothing's, nothing's changed that much from the 1918 Spanish flu to now. We're still all crazy people. You know what I mean? We're still, except that we have Facebook and we can go out on Facebook and we can believe on 130 different conspiracy theories or whatever we want to believe. And it doesn't matter that we actually understand much more about science and much more about germs and much more about like healthcare. We're still the same crazy sons of bitches that we were way back in the bubonic plague days. Nothing has changed. Okay. I approve. Well said. All right. So we're going to wrap it up uh, this week. <laughs> You're going to wrap it up before I say more crazy things, aren't you? Is that it? No, no, absolutely. In fact, yes. I'm, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say as much crazy shit as Damn you want right. to. We're going to wrap it up going around the horn with our very first ever What Pisses You Off. And this doesn't have to be Husker or sports related. All we want to know is what pisses you off. And... You can play along by dropping us a voicemail or a text message at 402-327-1830. We'd love to know what pisses you off, especially uh, this time of year. So, Haas, we'll start with you. What pisses you off, Haas? People who don't put their carts away in the cart corral at Walmart, Costco, any store. It takes zero I mean, like, I was going to say zero effort, but it takes minimal effort just to put your cart away. I mean, there's got to be a Venn diagram of people who don't put their shopping carts away and people who believe that coronavirus was caused by 5G towers. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. Oh, I, I absolutely can't. I mean, I've a couple years ago and I would pull up to a parking spot and there would be a cart nearby. I'd grab the cart and put it away in the cart corral on my way in. And now anymore, I'm like, not my pig, not my farm. Not dealing with it. I just judge people. I'm, I'm on board. Right. I, I'm the same way. And and to the point, I also used to uh, like to put the cart back in the cart return or even uh, bring it inside. So right there with the awesome. And that, that's, the, that's the mark of a good person. When if you're if you're leaving your cart out in the middle of uh, the parking lot, you're not a good person, and we know about it now. No, you're a danger to society and should be put up on a UN tribunal for crimes against humanity. <laughs> I agree. Wow, that's and then burned at the stake. No, this isn't the Salem witch trials. You live in civilized times, John. We'll just roast you on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the new witch job. I should start a Twitter account <laughs> dedicated to that. Alone. You're not wrong. Uh, so what pisses me off? I have really bad road rage. 
that is a self problem. Same. I know that that's that's something that Greg has to worry or you work on. Uh, but what pisses me off are, is when I'm driving my work truck, which goes, you know, a pretty you know, so, look, it's a big truck. It's a it, slow acceleration, yada yada. Have uh, a governor. It does actually sixty five miles an hour. But when I'm in the city, and I'm like everybody, like other vehicles around, stopped at a stop sign or red light, and cars just go zooming past, like, you know, we're, we're all standing still, which we are, and I just don't understand it, and it pisses me off every time. And uh, since I've been on light duty for the last two months, and I've got uh, you know someone riding with me, and he's, uh, you know, a little smarter to you know, how, how they are in the city. He says, yeah, people, they just don't care about stop signs or red lights and cops don't care about it either. I said, well, that's going to cause somebody to be killed one day, you know? So that pisses me off. Well, as right. it should. All right, John, your turn. Well, I was going to take something about traffic, but I'll let it go. Yes, I win. I guess, I guess right now what pisses me off is that I can't go to my customer sites and swear at my customers. I like how you threw that last uh, part in there. Is that what makes you happy, John? You know, it, it kind of does because uh, I realize a lot of people will go, well, that's very unprofessional of you. But uh, I'd like to think that uh, professionality is doing a good job for your customers and working on behalf of them. And one of the things I like to do is just go out into one of my warehouses and swear at all the forklift drivers as they're going around saying, how are you fuckers doing? Or, you know, uh, Mike, the uh, shipping guy, will yell at me and I'll go, sup, fucker? And, you know, stuff like that. Or walk into a room where an operations manager and a warehouse manager and a vice president and CFO are sitting and flip them all off at once. That's one of my greatest joys in life. And I haven't been able to do that. And uh, it, what I'm left with is uh, sitting at home. Uh, I don't know. Watch it up to your kids. Well, because they're better at it than I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I, I tell you what, I, I, I went for a walk today. I've been walking about three, four miles a day. You're looking great, I, by I, the way. I am down to like 182 pounds. That's insanity. That's but uh, I haven't had any alcohol in three weeks now. That is insanity. Um, wow. I, I ran into my daughter uh, walking on the path today because we have nice trails to walk on. And before I could even do anything, she flipped me off. And then she double flipped me off. She gave me a double bird before I could even, you know, it's like the gunslinger thing. And I'm old and she's like, bam, you know, boom, it's, it's over. And it's, uh, you know, so swear at my kids. No, they get the better of me. They got noted. Yeah. Well, they have a youth on their side. You, however, have experience on your side. We expect you to, uh, win the, um, the showdown next the time war. i'm more creative in my swearing than they are all right fair. well there you go well you you've you've seen it all done it all and have the pictures to prove it so that's that's how you're able to accomplish such creativity all right gentlemen that is it for this week in the five heart podcast i appreciate you both for spending some time with me tonight and I look forward to doing it again next week groovy just Hell yeah. a, a reminder to you listeners, if you want to uh, use your voice, tell us what pisses you off. Or if you have a question for John, you can text or call 402-327-1830. Uh, 
That's right. That We lost that voicemail a month and a half ago, but it's back with the same number, surprisingly. So there you go. We need feedback. Give us feedback. Yeah, yeah. Yes, let us know. John, Punch me in the face. Do an audio punching Just. John in the face. and With uh, sound effects. I could throw those in, actually. I have the capability. Uh, and, uh, again, 402-327-1830. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. We'll be back again next week for Hoss Reuter, for John Dam Johnston. My name is Greg Mahachko, reminding you this week and every week here on the Five Heart Podcast that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go, Big Red. Win the damn offseason. <laughs>